Every time you walk into Slichos, the first night, I always find it to be a bit inspiring. It's 12.30 a night, 12.45 a night. And regardless, those who go to sleep early, usually, those who stay up late, usually, usually they're not sitting at 12.40 on a Matzah Shabbos, hearing some chizik, and segueing into davening. And that alone, the fact that we're coming out to daven, and on top of davening, to hear a little bit of inspiration beforehand, is something that we should take stock of and allow it to uplift us. Allow it to let us carry ourselves into Slichais as we, well sort of, this is like part two of Elul. Part one of Elul was we began, Shaifer, L'Tavad Hashem, a bit of Chizik, a bit of Taira throughout. And now with a little bit more than a week left, we begin daily Slichais which will culminate in Rosh Hashanah in a little bit more than a week's time. So in preparation for Rosh Hashanah, we have to understand what we're doing at Rosh Hashanah, which we're, we're slowly adding tidbits along the way. But tonight we're going to focus primarily on the Koyach of Tefillah. We're going to be spending from now until, we can really go till Yom Kippur, hours if you do the math, regardless how quick you daven, every Hashem Hashem, Every Hanishamalach, every Ashamnu, we're going to say. And what exactly are we doing? And what is the power and potency of each and every word? But really, what we're driving towards is Rosh Hashanah, Kilashem Hamelucha Umoishel Bagayim. We spoke the other night about crowning Hashem as king, and we have to realize that Lahashem Hamelucha Umoishel Bagayim explains the Vilna Gain. We, Yidin, create Hashem as our king. Whereas for the Goyim, Hashem is a Moishal, a ruler. What's the difference between a king and a ruler, a famous Vilna Goyim? Is that a ruler, a dictator, is irrelevant if the constituents, the substituents, the people vote him or not. He's their ruler. He's their dictator. But a king, says the Goyim, is only if the people accept him as king. So when we're going to get to Rosh Hashanah and we're going to HaMelech HaKadosh, make Hashem as king, we are defining Hashem's kingdom and we're allowing Hashem to be king over the entire world. So what exactly is our tefillah? What is the purpose of our tefillah? What is the kayach of our tefillah? What is the potency of each and every word? So I'd like to start with one incredible story. It's a story that sometimes you hear these stories, you don't really believe them, but we'll hopefully prove it afterwards with some incredible sources, each and every word of what our davening is. Ravitzik Zilberstein one time walks out, he used to give lectures to doctors, he still does, and he walks out and there's a doctor waiting to see him. A doctor doesn't look overly religious, doctor looks a bit anxious, and the doctor goes to Ravitzik Zilberstein, can I talk to you for a moment? Sure. They walk to the side, and Ravitzik Zilberstein says, what would you like? And the doctor is, can't get the words out of his mouth. And he opens his bag, and he pulls out a sitter, a child sitter. The man's still not talking. And Ravitzik Zilberstein says, so what's so special about the sitter? Well, why are you showing me the sitter? And the man still 
can't really compose himself, and finally and slowly he starts to talk. And he says, for 15 years, I never had children. Me and my wife, we weren't able to have kids. And finally, after 15 years, we decided we have no choice, we're going to adopt a child. So we went through the entire process, we adopted a child. We never told him that he was adopted, we raised him as our own, we gave him everything, we cared for him, and we put him into a local yeshiva. And when the boy turned seven years old, they had a sitter party. They gave every boy their own sitter. And we went, as all parents do, and they called up the boy and they handed him a sitter. And the boy took a picture and we took a picture and they had a little party and we went home. And we came home and the boy was, was just so happy, smiling. We're so excited. He loves his new sitter. But it was like too much. So we said to our son, why are you so happy? So he says, because I got my own sitter. And he said, okay, but many boys got the sitter. Why are you so happy? And the little boy, seven years old, turns to his father and says, Abba, now that I have my own sitter, I could daven. And I'm going to ask Hashem for a brother. I always wanted a sibling. And the father turns to his child. What could he tell the kid? The kid doesn't know he's adopted. The kid doesn't know that to have a sibling will never happen. And he turns to the kid and with a heartbroken sigh says to the child, of course, Davin, and Amir Tashem, Hashem answers Tfilois. And this man starts crying as he turns to Yitzhak Zilberstein and says, that sitter play was nine months ago. I would like to invite the Rav to Abris. The boy's Tfilois were answered. Tfilois prayers have the most incredible power that perhaps if only we believed in what we were doing, like a little innocent child turns to his father in heaven, a seven-year-old kid, doesn't know anything. He's taught in Yeshiva, you daven. He's taught his father, Hashem is your Abba. You turn to Abba and you ask, like our children ask us for whatever we need and we tell them no and they ask again and they tell us no and they ask again. We say, stop asking. And then they turn to us and they say, but you said we could always ask. So we're going to ask again with all the innocence in the world. So perhaps if we believed in our tefillahs, like that child believed in his tefillahs, maybe we'd give ourselves a little bit more credit. So I heard an incredible line from Ephraim Waxman years ago, we need to have bitachin in our tefillahs. There's something called bitachin in Hashem. But why don't we believe in our tefillahs, believe in our prayers? So for two minutes, let's just prove without, without the shadow of a doubt how powerful our prayers are. Moshe Rabbeinu. Perhaps, well not perhaps, this was his defining and glorious moment. Which moment? The Torah ends with it. What was Moshe Rabbeinu's greatest moment, says Rashi? That he broke the luchais. That itself is a discussion. That's his greatest moment. But right before he goes down, it's a discussion whether it was right before he went down, right after he went down, there's a conversation between him and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu the following words, hanicha li, And you leave me alone. And let my anger burn. 
Vachalim, and I'm going to destroy Klal Yisrael. Hashem turns to Ramesh Rabbeinu and says, Enough! Leave me alone. What does Moshe Rabbeinu do? Vayichal Moshe. And Moshe begins to dive. So, the question is obvious. There comes that point as a father that you could say, No! Enough! Stop! I said, No! It's finished! Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu, Hanicholi! Leave me alone! Get out of here! So how could Moshe Rabbeinu have the chutzpah? He continues davening. So the Meshach Chachma says, look at Unkelis and you'll get the answer. Unkelis teaches us, Hanicholi, leave me alone, says Hashem, Vikan Hanoch Ba'usach. Do not daven, the word is Ba'usach, referring to a certain type of tefillah. And what does Moshe Rabbeinu do? Vayichal Moshe, says Onkelis, Vitsali Moshe. A different type of tefillah. What's Sali? What's Ba'usi? Explains the Meshachachma. This is famous back from Seder Barashis. That Sali is a cherev. Ba'usi, Ba'usi is a bow and arrow, is a, is a keshes. What's the difference between a bow and arrow and a sword? A bow and arrow, you pull back, you need precision, and you could strike your target. A cherev, a sword, you do not necessarily need precision. If you have a massive machete and you go straight up to your attacker, it's over. Explains the Meshachachma. Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, get out of here. No more ba'usach, no more bakashais. No more bow and arrows, no more tefillah with kavana, no more trying to shoot pointed arrows at me to stop me from destroying Klal Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu responds with a cherev, with a sword. What's a cherev and what's a sword? And the Meshachachma explains what it is, is, is a type of tefillah below kavana merubah, without kavana, without kavana. Because the words themselves are the greatest kavana. And what does that mean? And there's, the Nefesh Chaim explains from no one less than Eliyahu Anavi. The Nefesh Chaim quotes in Sharbez, Yud Gimel says, he quotes from the Magin Meisharim, which was a conversation that the Beis Yasef wrote, which was he had with Eliyahu Anavi himself. And Eliyahu Anavi tells Rav Yosef Kairoi that when you daven, you know what you should do? Be careful. From what? Not saying having any machshavos. Not having any machshavos. No kavana. No kavana. Ki im b'tevois hatfila atzmam. And explains Rav Chaim Velazhen, doik b'tvarav, look at his words. You know what he just taught you? That don't worry about the kavanais. You could have all the intent in the world and he says, you're not going to even scratch the surface of a tfila. You could have all the kavanas and he says, even the Arizal himself. But you're not even penetrating what the words mean. So you know what you should do instead? Say the words. And have in mind when I'm saying Baruch, it's Baruch. And Atah, it's Atah. And Hashem, it's Hashem. So of course, there's something called Kavana. And of course, there's something called Pirish Amilam, understanding the words and depth in Kavana and different types of Kavana. But the Beis Yasef is being taught by Yoha and Navis, don't forget that the words themselves 
have the most incredible potency. And this is what the Nezha Chachma is explaining to us. That we have two types of tefillah. You can have kavana, but that's a bow and arrow. And that's sometimes a very dangerous type of shot. Because you have to have perfect precision. Or you could pull out your sword, and you could go short-range combat. And the way to do that is just by saying the words. So we'll conclude with what are the words that we're going to be saying the most over the next, we'll call it, two weeks. The words of Hashem, Hashem. Those words, Rabbeinu Bachayi says, that Bizman Azeh, we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, we don't have a Kain Gadol. So what do we have? You know what we have? And we don't have a Mizbeach, and we don't have Karbanos. What do we have? Lo Nishar Lanu Lefnei Hashem. Only the Yud Gimel Midais Harachimim. Those words, which in that conversation that Moshe Rabbeinu had to Hashem, when Hashem said, get out of here, what did Moshe Rabbeinu respond with? Hashem, Hashem. So perhaps as we walk into Slichos, as we walk into the time of year, that is going to be the greatest Philos we're going to say. And there's so much that we need and there's so much that we want. And the Chazanish explained, you want to know, should you say Bakashes and Rosh Hashanah? Should you ask Hashem for your needs? Yes! Because there's no greater way to connect to your Father in Heaven. There's no greater way to show Hashem that you need Him by asking Him for your things. But He used to say, but ask Him for even the smallest of things. Because if you really believe that Hashem is giving you everything, He's giving you the shoes in your feet, He would say as well. So as we walk into Slichais, and as we begin davening, if we were to realize, like that seven-year-old boy, that our tefillahs could change the world. And if we listen to the Nefesh Achayim, and he concludes with the words that every tefillah is a ma'uves la'yuchal attacking. If you miss one word of tefillah, it will never come back. Ma'uves la'yuchal attacking is the words of the Chazal, like a mamzer. It's messed up. It can't be fixed. Every tefillah explains the Nefesh Achayim has infinite power that it was imparted by the Anshay Knesset HaGadayla that if you don't say it today, you will never be able to say it again. Each and every tefillah is unique and special. So if we try a little bit, as we say Hashem Hashem, as we say the Hashem news, as we say each and every tefillah, to realize, have bitachin in our own tefillahs. Realize that maybe we won't be able to have the chere, the bakashais. Maybe we won't be able to have the utmost kavana. But sometimes it's even a greater form of tefillah, which is that cherev, which is that sword. And even when Hashem says no, and when Hashem says, Anichli, get out of here, we respond with Hashem, Hashem. We respond by turning to Him with the beautiful and pure words of tefillah like a child knowing that they have the greatest and most infinite power imaginable.